0: This is uh, Kevin Evans with Crossroad Assembly of God chapter by chapter life class and we have been studying the Gospel of John and last two weeks we uh, got most of the way through the difficult sections of John 1 and if I'm not mistaken we stopped about verse 34 and uh, at this point uh, well, just just to recap, John wrote uh, this gospel uh, last uh, compared to the other uh, synoptic gospels. And uh, most scholars assume that his audience is very familiar with the other gospels. And he is not interested in repeating the other Gospels. Luke pretty much nailed it. Matthew got it all covered. Uh, John needs to apply meaning to it. It's not a matter of getting all, it's not a history book anymore. It's, it's, It's not what he's writing or its purpose. And so John uh, basically lays out seven things that that are called signs in uh, the English translation. Basically seven different acts of Christ that prove that he is the Son of God. And then he applies that to what that means to us. And so it's much more of a sermon than it is um, anything else. So we have this very poetic beginning and uh christ gets rolling and uh he begins with his baptism by john the baptist which we have already looked at and um and that's the beginning of his gospel he skips uh christ's temptation he skips uh uh all of the stuff that came before the baptism in his 40 days in in, in the wilderness and the, the devil tempting him and all that and uh we are down to the very beginning now so Uh, verse 35 the next day John was there again with two of his disciples when he saw Jesus passing by and said look the Lamb of God so John points out that Christ is the Messiah that he has been prophesying will come you know the whole point of John's ministry was the Messiah is coming and then he yells there he is that's kind of you know everybody's uh, that's, that's the line they've been waiting for When the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus. Just totally dropped John like a hot potato. Turning around, Jesus saw them following and asked, What do you want? They said, Rabbi, which means teacher. I don't know why they felt like they needed to tell us that. Where are you staying? Come, he replied, and you will see. So we have two disciples that are moving in with Jesus, I guess. So they went and saw where he was staying and spent that day with him. It was about the 10th hour. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard that John had said and who had followed Jesus. The first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him, uh, we have found the Messiah, and he brought him to Jesus. Uh, uh, Andrew is Simon's brother is one of them and the other one was of course John he doesn't refer to himself but he's referred to in other gospels as being John so it's Andrew and John who uh, transfer over hey the Moldens are here and then uh, then he goes and he gets Peter which is uh, Andrew's older brother also looking for the Messiah so I brought him to Jesus, and Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You will be called Cephas, which means the rock. And uh, is translated into Greek as Peter. And uh, the next day, Jesus decided to leave for Galilee, finding Philip. And he said to him, Follow me. Philip, like Andrew and Peter, was from the town of Bethsaida. So they're all from the same town. Philip found Nathaniel, his buddy, also looking for the Messiah. These are all people of like mind. And told him, we have found the one Moses wrote about in the law about whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nazareth? Can anything good come from there? Nathaniel asked. Nazareth had a bad rep, kind of like Austin. Uh, "'Come and see,' said Philip. "'When Jesus saw Nathanael approaching, "'he said to him, "'Here is a true Israelite in whom there is nothing false.'" What a flattering thing to say. "'How do you know me?' Nathanael asked. "'And Jesus answered, "'I saw you while you were still under the fig tree "'before Philip called you.' "'Then Nathanael declared, "'Rabbi, you are the son of God. "'You are the king of Israel.' "'And Jesus said, "'You believe because I told you "'you were sitting under a fig tree?' You will see greater things than that. I tell you the truth, you will see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending in the Son of Man. So we have this big long passage of John very rapidly telling the story of five disciples, the the first five disciples following uh, Christ, of which he was one, and he is speaking from personal experience. But he doesn't really dwell on... I think if I were telling this story and writing the Gospel of Kevin, and I met Christ and I was the youngest disciple, I would I would work this for a couple of novels before I got anywhere with it. Don't you think? I I could I would I I I would I'm I'm saying you know, I would tell this story differently because I'm an egomaniac. Uh, he. Is not. He's keeping himself out of the picture. The story is about Christ. It's not about John. And he has completely minimized himself out of the I picture completely. I goes
1: back to the point that he's very mature at this time. He's just a little yeah. wiser. He's wiser. Yeah, fair he's, and he's not looking for the drop names and, you know, promote himself because, hey, I'm at the end of my
0: life. So, so you're you saying I'm not wise? Is that what you're saying? You're very nice. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're just a spring chicken. That's one Okay. okay. Am I? Okay. Well, fair. That's fair. I'll accept it. What, what I, I'm, I'm self-aware. I, I accept that.
1: What are the estimations on his age? At this time, probably in the 90s, which is very old for back then. Uh, it's all guesswork, but yeah. He, he, he's, at the, he's at the
0: end of his career Which at this point. is very
1: old for back then. Wow. And actually, I'm very impressed
0: that his memory is that good at that age. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh... <laughs> There were a couple of things in here. What a, what a, what a, I, I tripped right on past them and kept going. He's from the town of Bethsaida. They were well, all fishermen. They all knew each other. Um, what I miss. Mm-hmm. Spent a little time on Nathaniel, didn't
1: he? Wasn't
0: too dense.
1: Yeah, he did. Was that a shot he was giving back to Nathaniel? You know, well, Nathaniel says anything good come out of Nazareth, and he said, "Oh, look at you, ball perfect, aren't you?"
0: <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I'm, not, I'm just wondering. Maybe well, that's what—that's uh, actually what I wanted to hit at. That's what I thought about. The, I w- what does that mean? You want to tackle it? I, I will.
1: It's going. Well, I mean, I'm just—I don't know because if one thing it said in my statement, let's go back to a verse where we we're talking about the Pharisees talking. So was he a Pharisee-leaning guy, and he's. Talking about, or just no. smart aleck
0: Clayton? He's being a smart aleck. <laughs> yeah, um, like, he heard the Nazareth. If you look wreck. at, I don't, I don't have my map. I love maps. Uh, so if you can picture the map of uh, Israel, uh, up here in the north, uh, just before it goes into Assyria, the mountains, you've got Nazareth. It's, it's a border town. And it's way up high and is significantly higher and hard travel to get down to Galilee. But, you know, that that would be where you would go to buy your fish if you're you're living there. And the Romans set up a camp in that. So it's a it's a Roman fort that the town is built around. And uh, these are Roman soldiers. They are pagans. They are not Jewish in the least. And uh, all the things that follow a military camp are in Nazareth. There's gambling, there's alcohol, and there are women. And that's the basic makeup of the town. And then you've got the Jewish population that's kind of mixed in with that, that the regular farmer folk. And merchants that are trying to get by. But it's a rowdy town, and you probably don't want to be there after dark on a Friday night. You know, it's that if you're a good, self respecting young Jew, you know. And so, uh, what, you know, he's from Nazareth. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? You know, he's making a, a snotty comment about the fact that he's coming from the Wild West town up in the mountains on the border. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the Jews look down on them just because they're... Shanty they're, down. Uh, yeah.
1: And
0: Jesus goes, oh, look at you, Mr. Burke." Uh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, Nathaniel's kind of a wit. Or at least mean. mean I don't know. Uh, and he says, here is Israelite in whom there is nothing false. Do you think that was being sarcastic? In whom there's nothing false? Is that what you mean by that? You think he's making, Oh, yeah,
1: there's nothing wrong with you guys. He's definitely snapping back. I oh, think so. Okay.
0: Wow. I think it was a compliment. I was thinking that he is an honest man. Oh, really? Yeah. No. Isn't that how you interpret that? I, I went well, because he just said
1: anything he, could come
0: out now. He is not fronting it all. He is, he is putting it all Nathanael out there, there saying everything said, that comes in his mind.
1: Behold, this, <laughs> this, okay, listen, it's all about the presentation. Okay, about okay, okay, go for it, go for it. Jesus saw Nathaniel coming to him and said to him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, whom there is no deceit. Oh, my word. <laughs> Oscar. <laughs>
0: you, think, you, think, you think Jesus was sarcastic. I think wow. My well, mind says,
1: okay. NLT. Now here, a genuine son of Israel,
0: a man of complete integrity.
1: Well, see, that's how
0: that was my interpretation. See, that, that man of complete integrity. I think he, I think he's complimenting him. He's gathering his disciples. You're not going to start. They're gathering your disciples with sarcasm, unless you're from Texas. <laughs> but if have a group of men together, and they don't do this? <laughs> in okay, but can you just really say that? But there's no deceit in you. He's a fisherman. He's well, you think fishermen lie? Actors <laughs> lie. <laughs> fishermen don't lie. <laughs> the 12 he picks was
1: not the top of the class at the local seminary.
0: Fair enough. What actors lie. And the only one that was really came from the good side of the tracks that really was was Judas. He was the
1: one that came from the educated region and everything. But, every, I mean, these weren't theologians. These weren't priests that he was getting. He was getting run-of-the-mill blue-collar worker guys. Yeah,
0: yeah, fair.
1: And so can he really, I mean, I good old boy. An assassin like, or two, and a tax collector,
0: you a yeah. collector. <laughs> yeah. You know, because I was, I, I don't, and I could be, I,
1: I think I'll get up to heaven and Jesus said, you were wrong about this fight, and I don't think he's going to throw me. But I'm just—I kind of take that as a snarky little. I suspect so there might be good. a long list of things that you are wrong about. He was calling were them about. on it and going, "Oh yeah, yeah, you think you're perfect? Oh yeah, because where you come from, there's no problems, no deceit." Okay. Because is Jesus going to say someone who doesn't have any deceit that does have deceit? He'd be lying then. And Christ
0: doesn't lie.
1: I think it was—I think it was.
0: So you're saying that my wise
1: wife, who's so wise beyond reason. She just went. when guys get together, <laughs> admit it, when guys get together, don't we? Okay, I mean, I don't even think Christ would be mean-spirited about it. It's yeah, kind of like, oh, yeah, yeah, job. Nazareth, Nazareth, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, you guys are great. It's kind of like a Longhorn and an Aggie thing, although that might be a little bit more mean-spirited. Uh, uh, OU, Texas, or something. No, oh.
0: that's mean-spirited, too, actually.
1: Say what? No. Never mind. And I, it can't be, you know what I'm talking about. My I guy, could
0: explain the whole dynamic from colleges if you just really want me to, but it's way, I, way I, off the. When, you know, when I got
1: together with my buddies and stuff, we, you know, because that, there's that old comedian that says, you know, when you know, they'd be going him and his wife would walk, walking down the mall, and she would run into one of her old girlfriend she hasn't seen in a long time. Oh, and talking like it hadn't been anything. So that then we could be walking down the mall, and I see a guy I haven't seen in a long time, and I go, hey hey, ugly, you're still as stupid as ever, ever. And she goes, I thought you liked him. I do. like one of my best friends ever. had. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. is Very accurate. Can that? On how I mean, to see that one? I have a
0: hard time characterizing Jesus as a redneck. I really do. It's not redneck. It's not redneck. Okay. God. Okay. It's,
1: it's God. I, you don't. You can't tell me that Jesus and the disciples, the three years they're about to travel. Around. I'm not I mean, arguing I mean, with it. I'm really not arguing sitting with around you. the fire, being proper and stuff. Come on, they're guys.
0: Well, I think they're honest. And like,
1: <laughs> I saw you do that yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you're going to do that get you Up? Know? Come on! I mean, and Jesus is. I mean, once again, we get into this fact of Jesus being this person that you see in the movies that's got no personality and so straight laced and just sitting there. Jesus had to joke around, appropriate joking around, but still joking around. Okay.
0: Okay, I can see you have. it. <clears throat> So, what do you think about the uh, verse
1: fifty? You know, when he says, "Just because you've seen me under the fig tree, you don't think that was kind of just like, like going at him again? Like, come on, now I can do way better than that." So, if we're going from that mm-hmm. right over to that, he's still kind of picking at him, if you will. You know, like really, that's what it took for you to believe.
0: Poor Nathaniel, Jesus picking on him at all. Poor <laughs> <laughs>
1: Philip, called you when you were. At your-
0: Okay, I surrender.
1: Oh, and, and you might be right. I'm just saying, I'm just throwing another perspective out there. Jesus was a guy.
0: Chapter 2. I think it's a good that's why I come to your class, man. Jeez, I'm supportive of you. Okay, so Christ has uh, been to the wilderness And he's gotten baptized by John. He's been ordained as the new prophet. And God has spoken from heaven. And he has picked up five disciples. He is ready to go. Three days later, his mother calls him. And he says, there's this wedding and Isabel's getting wedding. You remember Isabel? Yes, you do. Yes, you do. She's the pretty one. You know, Isabel, Isabel, you know who I'm talking about. Oh, she is so lovely. And and I told them that you were gonna be at the wedding. Yeah, but mom, no, 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 you're gonna be at the wedding. Okay, maybe that, was, yeah. maybe that was more Cecilia Evans than Mary, to be fair. But, but something like that went down. And uh, he ends up going to this wedding in Cana, three days after he begins his ministry. Seems like they could have been out preaching somewhere. But no, 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 we've got to make this wedding. And uh, his disciples go with him, and his mother's there. And that's what we know. Uh, none of the other gospels mention this miracle. This is something that John saw, and it was he only had five disciples that we count so far, one of which was John. So half the disciples weren't there for this one, and so Matthew wasn't there for this one. Uh, Mark would have got it from somebody else, you know. So so this is kind of a unique uh, story. And it's, it's, it's peculiar, and the more you dig into it, the more interesting it gets. And so chapter two is, this is the first sign of the six signs, and we have this, and then we have um, the second half of the chapter, which is when he drives the money changers out of the temple. We go from a pleasant, quiet, private setting to a very public uh, conflict. I don't know if I want to call it violent, but its I think you could and I wouldn't argue with you. you know? uh, and so we have kind of this contrast in, 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 in this particular chapter. So I'm going to read the, the wedding of Cana section, which goes down to verse 11, and then uh, we'll talk about it. So on the third day, and this is the third day after he calls Nathaniel, a wedding took place at Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there. And Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine was gone, Jesus' mother says to him, they have no more wine.
1: That'd be like running out of Diet
0: Cokes. Interesting (laughs) you would say that. (laughs) That could be. Jesus replies, dear woman, why do you involve me? My time has not yet come. So Jesus said, no, right? Would that be fair? No? I think that's fair. His mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. She doesn't answer Jesus. She assumes the answer like my mother would and then goes on and, you know, implementing the answer that you're about to give her. Or maybe that's just my Western interpretation of this. And the more I've studied, the more I think I'm wrong about that interpretation. However, I like that interpretation. It just feels right because I have mommy issues. Say it again. What's your interpretation? Um, It's a bossy mother. And a a fussy son saying, no, why are you doing this to me? I don't want to do this. It's like like a teenager. That's not what's happening here. Uh, almost every inter- uh, 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 translator say that that's really not what the original text says. It, it's the way it comes off in English, and it's the way I tend to take it due to my personal bias. Uh, so we'll come back to that. Nearby stood six stone jars, the kind used by the Jews for ceremonial washings, and in my English translation it says, in a very broad range, each holding from 20 to 30 gallons. That's a 10-gallon difference there. That's a big difference. Uh, Jesus said to the servants, Fill the jars with water. So they filled them to the brim. Then he told them, Now draw some out and take it to the master of the banquet. They did so, and the master of the banquet tasted the water that had been turned into wine. He did not realize where it had come from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew. Then he called the bridegroom aside and said, everyone brings out the choice wine first and then the cheaper wine after the guests have had too much to drink. But you have saved the best till now. This, the first of his miraculous signs, Jesus performed in Cana of Galilee. He thus revealed his glory and and his disciples put their faith in him. Okay, let's see if we can unpack this. It is a wedding in Cana. Capernaum is right on the the coastline of uh, Lake Tiberias or the Sea of Galilee, depending on which side of the lake you're standing on. And uh, that is where all of the disciples lived in their area. They were all fishermen. And so that's kind of home base. And I'm guessing Mary is kind of hanging in that area too at this point. Mary, Joseph isn't mentioned. It's just mom at the wedding. So most people assume that Joseph has passed away at this point. Christ, as the oldest son, would have been responsible for his mother. And he's kind of reached an age of his own adulthood here at 33. Actually, kind of past it. And uh, he's in a position where he can go on with his life, and he's not responsible for mom. And his brothers have grown to the point that they can care for her. At least that is one interpretation, which is not mine. Uh, And I think it's fair. I don't have any problem with that. Uh, So she's living in Capernaum. And uh, there is a village. Because Capernaum's, well, Capernaum's a town. It's got markets and businesses and stuff going in. There's a little space up here, up the mountain, that's small. It was small then, and it's small now, and it still exists, called Cana. And there's a wedding up the mountain, basically, from where they live weddings in the middle east are a big deal and it kind of depends on what culture you're in i think it's interesting to compare weddings to funerals and to how 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 critical and and important they are socially to us oh there's quite a few um there is a book called leadership by mr rudy giuliani back when he was you know everybody respected him and um He uh, basically said that when he was mayor of New York, he advised people to uh, do your ever-loving best to never miss a wedding, and oh my goodness, never miss a funeral. That was his advice. Because... These are big events in people's lives, and if you show up for the wedding in the funeral, you're part of their lives, and you you gain respect and you gain honor for yourself that way by showing up and showing honor when you should. And and you know, different cultures sometimes the funeral is a bigger thing to show up to than a wedding, which which is I think our culture. Uh, there's more uh, there's more of a social. Debt to pay if you ignore a funeral than if you ignore a wedding. Yes. Yeah, but if it's the mafia's boss's daughter's wedding, you can ask for a favor. It doesn't have to be a mafia boss. I, I think I think it I think it applies all, all over. Yeah, they, they, you know, I think you want respect of your friends, and that's important. Uh, so there's that. Also, there's the fact that this is uh, the ancient Middle East. And travel is very difficult. And if you have a big wedding and invite the entire family that lives all over Israel, they're going to travel for sometimes a day or two to get there, and then they're going to stay a day or two, and then they're going to—it's a day or two to travel out. It's—it's it's like a more complicated than the worst American Christmas you've ever tried to get organized. In you know other words. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, and so if they're gonna travel that much and show up at your house and bring significant presents because they are for the wedding, they're going to shower gifts on, the, on, the, on, on the, the couple. Well, if you're hosting this wedding, you have a certain obligation to provide them with provision while they're there. They need a place to stay or at least a place to camp and uh, that should probably be worked out beforehand and uh, you're going to feed them. They're, they're, you're going to feed them, you know. And uh, so before a, before a Middle Eastern wedding, you might have uh, two days worth of growing numbers of guests at your home that you're providing for and hosting before the wedding, and then there might be a couple of days of provision after the wedding as they wrap up and, and, and slowly move on. And so it's a, it's a week-long event, and it ain't cheap. There were, there's even a, a concept of legal reciprocity that goes along with this and there are recorded lawsuits of uh, hosts of weddings and events suing uh, their guests because the wedding present that they brought was not sufficient for the level of wedding that they were having, and so because the host was providing them with provision and they came empty handed. It's the guy that shows up for the potluck without anything, that guy? (laughs) Anyway, uh, (laughs) I'm sorry, I couldn't help it. (coughs) Um, Yeah, and so it went the other way, too. And so uh, the the guests have sued uh, the host because he didn't give, you know, provide them with a place to stay. And so there was actually a legal danger in this as well. And so we have this wedding, and all these people show up, and uh, Christ shows up with his extra disciples. I've actually so yeah, he brought is it great he when you five extra right you you invite Mary, Mary invites her son, and the and the son invites five extra guys. I have thrown this party before where I thought I was going to have six people, and suddenly I had forty. You know. <laughs> When I was in college, I had a job and all my friends didn't. And about the third time I went out for coffee and it cost me $45, I stopped. You know, I—I I, I, college turned me into a bitter skinflint. Really did. Really did. I was a generous guy before people started taking advantage of me. Anyway, um, yeah, that, that's happening. I've, I've seen commentators say the reason they ran out of wines because he suddenly had all these disciples showing up. Uh, I don't know if that's true. And
1: maybe... Maybe,
0: because that's the thing that's really confused me about this passage. Why is it Mary's problem? Well, Why is Mary freaking out? You don't attend, you know, I don't, I'm not going to go to a play or, or something I'm invited to, to your house for a party, and then something goes wrong, and, and then have my wife goes, oh, Kevin, you need to fix this. I'm the guest. No, I can't. I, well, I, I need to theory, go jump in the car and go buy you some more food, you know. Is,
1: let me argue against my argument. Okay, please do. Because at one point it said they, Jesus and the disciples were invited, so they were invited guys. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Number two, the one theory that I heard one time when we were studying this is that there was some consideration that maybe this was a relative. Yeah, that's what I think. Oh, okay, and that, that's why Mary took word hey, man, this is our... See, kingdom. I didn't
0: go to, to, to theology school, and yet that was my conclusion as well. I'm you. In fact, I'll kick it even so further. The only people that <laughs> saw this miracle were the servants, mm-hmm. the disciples, and Mary. This was a very private thing. And, and the miracle okay. takes place for a reason it was to prove a point. But specifically, to the five new disciples, he was showing them who he was. Now, here's the question. Why the servants? Well, they were the ones that were bringing in the water. Well, so yeah, but... It was practicality. They saw it. They think they just saw it by accident because it happened? Well, is anything by accident? Here's Gospel of Kevin theory. The servant was, was John. Oh. You know, maybe they're there working the, the, rest, the, the, the wedding, you know? Uh, I think it could very well be plausible uh you know now I... I oh yeah let's, let's, let's look at that let's look <laughs> at that <laughs> yeah you oh, I'm sorry uh, cor- according to the chosen it was actually
1: Thomas oh
0: what, fair enough was, was, I, 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 yeah i watched I,
1: but I don't know if that was I don't know if that's poetic license or, sure or,
0: tra- or or it's church tra- church tradition so, it um, is a church tradition no I don't know if it's poetic licensing or church tra- Okay, I think it's a fair interpretation. I, you know, because we don't really know all the details of this wedding. But who do you invite your wedding? You invite kin folks and people that are close friends. You don't invite everybody, I guess, unless you're trying to impress them. You know, I I don't know. Uh, I think that there's a connection here, and so you know, I think I think there's a connection between Christ and Mary. This is a cousin or something. I don't know. We don't know who the couple was. So did you? Okay, so there's six stone jars that are between 20 and 30 gallons, according to my interpretation. Um, John is not being very specific about the size of the jar, because that's a huge range. Um, These were jars used for purification and cleansing. So all of these guests came in, and they would wash your hands and feet before you came in for the dinner. And uh, because that was kind of the, 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 the standard. And they had these outside so that uh, the servants could, you know, as you come in, they this take care the, of you. This is kind of nasty. This is not the best water. I mean, this is the water for the purification.
1: It's, I think that's the kind of But I just, I just, it, well, no, that, just the standard was water. That's yeah,
0: yeah, it's, yeah. This is water out of the cistern. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, and, and we're going to get to that in a minute. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, but the thing is, it's a lot of water. They kept a lot of water for this because it's for washing, you know. And so uh, it's six jars at 20 gallons per jar. That's on the low side. That's 120 gallons of water. Uh, if you can visualize a 50-gallon oil drum, that's the standard Texas visualization. Two and a half of those. That's how much water we're talking about. It's a lot of water. It's enough to bathe Ron twice. Yeah, it is. Um,
1: if you would take a standard yeah.
0: bottle of wine. Oh, yeah, yeah, getting there. That's a lot yeah, of wine. That's
1: that's like 300
0: bottles of wine. Yes, I, I, I interesting that you did that math. That's amazing. Okay, so, um, uh, yeah, we you, we we're, we're about to dive right into that pool. So uh, we've got these big jars. And uh, Mary says, do what he tells you to do. And at this point, I, he addresses her as woman, mm-hmm. and it, which sounds sassy. It sounds like the college freshman's only son talking back to mama. My roommate in college talking back to his mother on the phone. That's who I picture <laughs> in my mind. Oh, no, never. No. <laughs> yeah. We all know I have mother issues. It's OK. She, she, Never mind. Anyway, (laughs) uh, I don't think that's what's happening here. In (laughs) In the Greek, uh, there's a certain amount of interpretation in the translation into English. And what is not happening is that he is calling her mother. He is calling her lady. He is calling her ma'am yes ma'am yes and that's uh that's a better english interpretation but it's it's not quite ma'am either because that's just a general salutation it's a it's a statement of honor but not matronly because his role has changed at this point after he was baptized by john he begins his ministry and he is no longer her uh, son who is caring for her and doing everything mommy says he's now acting as the messiah he's he, he's the deliverer and so their relationship is changing and he is acknowledging that in his pronoun choice does that make sense and so he's it, it's just a little less familiar than you would expect but it's not without respect does that make sense Okay, so, so that's what's happening there. And so uh, he, he has the servants fill the jars with water and they take it to the master of the banquet. And then the master of the banquet says, you've saved the best for last. Okay, let's back up a minute and break this down. In the Middle East, uh, water is the issue. It's not so much the wine. Water can't be trusted. Uh, You get water two different ways. You get it from a well or you get it from a cistern. And a well can be a problem depending on how deep the well is. Uh, There are very arid parts of the Middle East where wells are desperately important. But if you end up getting uh, uh, a heavy mineral content in the water or too much saline in the water, which is very possible, they did just have the Dead Sea right down there. And uh, there's salt that can work its way in. They're lower than the sea, than, 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 than the Mediterranean Sea, just above them. There is salt in the ground, you know? And so uh, the water can be too saline. The water can be literally poison. And so you, you have to be careful about your water in your well. And, and Texans have the same kind of problems, just a slightly different list. Uh, and then you've got water from a cistern, which some people would prefer. And what that is, is that you gather water as it rains and you, you have uh, gullies and, it, and, it, and it, ro- it, it comes off of your gutter, off of your house and goes into a big tank that you keep and then you draw water out of that tank. Now, if it's a good tank, it's really not a bad plan. But as it's rolling down that gutter, stuff gets in it. Uh, You want to keep the animals out of it. And if you're wise, I don't know that you need to worry about snakes, although in Texas, that has happened. Um, uh, but, But worse than that, you've got algae. And you've always got algae. You can't get rid of the algae. And, and stuff grows in it, and, and there's no way to avoid that. They didn't have uh, the wonderful uh, selection of chlorines, chemicals, and water purifiers that we have now to keep up with our beautiful crystalline pools, which take, you know, I fought pools before, and they, uh, that's how I characterize it. Uh, oh, my word, what it takes to keep water clear. Uh, you know, well, that's true, but you know, was the Jordan known for being good, clear water? You had animals yeah, animals it. Yeah, it's not. Okay, so here's the thing: you don't want you you, you want, to want to be ca- you want to boil your water. Yeah. It, it's kind of like when you're hiking; you always want to boil your water because you don't really know what's in there. Now, they didn't understand bacteria, but they understood that boiling water purified it, yeah. uh, and so they discovered a shortcut. They could take wine, and they'd cut the water two parts to one part with wine. And the water, which was untrustworthy and might have had kind of a nappy flavor anyway, uh, the wine, well, wrong choice of words, the wine would, make, would, 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 would affect the flavor, it would also purify the water, and it, the water would cut the alcohol content of the wine down to less than 5% usually. And uh, you'd have to drink a whole lot of that to get drunk. It, 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 so drunkenness wasn't a really a big problem since that was the common wine. I was trying to find a word for this mix and I really couldn't find one, so I'm calling it common wine for our purposes. Not to say that they don't understand that wine coming straight out of the barrel slash goatskin, whatever they were fermenting their wine in, wasn't better and stronger and better flavored, and they called that new wine. And so when they refer to new wine, they're referring to something that doesn't have water in it. Often, when they say wine, wine, they're referring to this low alcohol content purified water.
1: So, wait, is it isn't grape juice? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's go there.
1: It was, basically, <laughs> basically <laughs> where I got this information, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. basically, is some fundamentalist that says it's grape juice, but there are problems with it. The historical part you pointed out, like, and bacteria, and plus, we especially if you look at the science behind it where it's a mixture of, and I quote, sugar such as glucose, fructose. <laughs> and of course, open that door, I mean. the products of alcoholic uh, fermentation are ethanol, carbon dioxide, water, and heat. So yeah. given the two account in the Middle East, yeah. whenever you well. crush the grapes, all the natural sugars will turn into alcohol. It's a long process, mm-hmm. so it has some alcohol.
0: God bless the American temperance movement. I think it saved lives and it promoted the kingdom. However, we have all of these Protestant denominations, particularly in the United States, that uh, strongly suggest that you not drink alcohol and hand you temperance pledge cards when you join the church. And uh, it's a very big deal. Uh, I get that. I understand it because about 150 to 200 years ago we had a serious alcohol problem in the United States not like we don't now but it was it was rough back in the day uh, there was a time during the American colonial period where uh, uh, rum was used as currency, and you would take all of your fruit or, or whiskey, and you would take all of your fruit and brew it into whiskey, and then you use whiskey for currency when you traded. So when they did the whiskey rebellion, the tax on it back during the before the revolution that's what that was all about. It's like they were, they were taxing the very economy of half of the colonies and they really didn't understand what they were doing. Anyway, uh, yeah, I, I, th- I understand why people would swear off personally on alcohol. But the problem is that all those denominations, uh, uh, both of mine, to be fair, uh, want to reinterpret scripture by their own perspective. And they want to make Christ a teetotaler just like themselves so that they can sell their standards more effectively. And, and I understand that, and, but, but it's dishonest. Uh, Christ drank alcohol. I don't think Christ was a drunk. Christ drank alcohol. Christ drank wine. Uh, I, I, he had both kinds, you know. So uh, let's kind of get our head around that and uh, it wasn't grape juice. Um, and I'm not the only one that feels this way, and there was a Missionary Baptist Church that my grandparents used to belong to that had their communion using something called recipe. It was a dark brown color, and I was about 10 years old the first time I took communion. And uh, it was an eye-opening experience for me. Well,
1: there's been a couple times in our church right here that, uh,
0: the, the one they passed
1: out's a little old You weren't up. right sure? Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, this they kept been, this one too long.
0: They kept this one too long. <laughs> <laughs> that might be something else. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, so is we, did we go down well, there rabbit hole? If I
1: could throw in, you also because here was our big argument that we've always had about that. Okay, like, go for it. Because more. the way he explained way when he said you saved the best for last, and going back to saying weddings were expensive, typically what they did is they got the more expensive wine and yes. the cheap wine. They gave the cheap wine at first to get you drunk, and the closer you got, no, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, the, the good stuff first, when you're Good stuff. can appreciate it You got so drunk, easy. so when they had the cheap stuff at the end, you were so drunk, you didn't yeah, get it. Right yes. <laughs> so that's <laughs> why that proves
0: it was alcohol. And, and what the cheap stuff does is, is, is the right common cheap. wine. So he starts off with the more right. pure variety. That that we can appreciate it, and then we bring out the, the the diluted wine later on. Well, this has happened reverse. So so when Christ turned it into wine, it was the pure article. It was quality wine, and, and this guy goes, oh my goodness. Now also look at how much there was. There, there there's there's a hundred gallons, uh, and that's on the slow side. That's a that's that's figuring at twenty gallons. If it was thirty, That'd then add lot. another fifty. Um, this was a lot of people, I, it, it, or a lot of wine. I think it was a big party. I think this is a big wedding party. There are a lot. There are a hundred people there. <laughs> a lot of drinkers. Uh, yeah. th- that'll keep them snockered for three days, and that's a big crowd, you know. So, uh, I, I, I think this is a big event, and I think we can kind of tell the size of the event just by how much water they had to wash people's hands. Do you keep that many gallons of water around just to keep people washed up? No. <laughs> Was getting married and you out of courage. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He just went right Sure did. Just went right past it. Um, also, alcohol yeah. was well, used as
1: an anesthesia back then. So you got someone dying, they're in pain, you get them drunk. So they're dying. So if they're getting drunk on their last few breaths or last couple of days, whatever, to ease their pain because they're, they're slipping away, is that a sin? Are they, are they sin? No. And also another thing too no. is alcohol is used as an antibacterial type of product. So since
0: it would clean things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why they can support And um, last point because I've run out of time once again and we'll talk about the temple next time. Um he did this without any of the couple's knowledge. The master of the ceremony didn't know where the wine came from. He just kind of declared it OK and went on with it. But th- this wasn't a big everybody pay attention to my message miracle. This was a little private thing that, that was only there. This was helping mom out. But I think it was, you know, I don't think so. I think, you know, he, he, he called her woman for a reason. And, and he, you can't tell me to do this. And then I think he prayed, and I think there was purpose to it. And I think God the Father told him. He, I, I, Christ says in three different places that uh, I, I can do nothing but for, the, but, but for the Father, and that he's there for the Father. I think thank God the Father said, we well, you need to do this, and he went and did.
1: So, should so you be saying that, because this, this is where it changes Yes. We can't apply what he was doing with her to our mother because we're not on the side. Not at all. But he—he he, it is changing from a normal relationship. So this is a, for her saying.
0: And our mothers are not married, by the way. And <laughs> saying, amen <laughs> <I> man, brother, that. <laughs> um, but
1: I'm just saying that this is also showing to her possibly said, I'm not your typical son anymore. Yeah. I'm respecting you. You're my mother. But now I go about my father's business.
0: But I think it's interesting. Yeah, I think it was a message to her. And I think it was uh, a first sign to his disciples yeah. to uh, kind of clarify and reinforce uh, any doubts that they were having. Because they were only in this three days at this point. Uh, you can't be 100%. And it wasn't
1: a, Mom, it's because this is a difficult time for her because she, she's giving her son up. Yep. And he said, look. This is the miracle. This is me proving that yes, I am the Messiah. This is this is me moving on to give her a
0: little bit of assurance of this is bigger than us. And James is taking over the stonemasonry business, but that's another story anyway. Okay. The what business? I don't oh. think that Christ was a carpenter. I think Christ okay. was a stone mason. but that's another story. Drinking alcohol uh, now he's not even a car. Yeah, I'm night. going to another. You got to go back. You got to go, go back to that. the original. Anyway, okay. Uh, I am out of time and the music service has already started. So we are going to pick up at verse twelve and uh, signing off. by...